This this podcast was produced by <laughs> <laughs> Mailchimp. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, this podcast was not brought to you by BetterHelp, <laughs> the uh, mental health app. It was also not brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Psychologically taught. I'm talking about ethics. You you packed it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox and now sell it. You're gonna sell it. Well, the same. <laughs> I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'll soon be back and in greater numbers. Any friend of ours is a friend of our daughter. I am really close on this one. Really, really close. Let's watch my favorite part again, shall we? Hello, I'm Daniel. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to Scenes from a Marriage, a movie podcast in which we, as a married couple, watch movies with our unborn child. Amanda, today, the date of this recording is September the 9th, which is a very special day for us. Why is that? Well, because it is... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were going to take that one. But. <laughs> it's her due date. It's our, uh, our daughter's due date. She is not here, obviously, because we would not be recording this. I mean, she's this. present. She's here, but she's not on the outside. That's right. So, yeah, we, we would not be here doing this if she was on the outside. No, but it's, it's kind of fun that we do get to do this episode while we are still in the expectant stage of parenthood. That's true. I, I got the, the notification popped up. Yesterday morning on my phone for our calendar, it said Eleanor's due date is, to, you know, was in 24 hours. Fun. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just said her name. At this point, by the time this comes out, you yep. know, by the time this is released, it's very possible she could even be here. She probably will be. So. We're going to do some things to get her, to get her out this weekend. Eat pineapples. So- we are, so obviously then we're, you know, we're at tournament. Miranda, how are you feeling? You feeling okay? Uh, yeah, I am feeling a little bit more uncomfortable, but still pretty good. I'm feeling good. I'm just, again, I'm just gratified we got one more episode in. I think this is, and this is a cool way to market. And I'm glad we're doing this, uh, this episode, which is movies that we would want to show our child. Mm-hmm. At some point as they as they grow up. And so we both picked out some some films, made a list of of ten each. So difficult. That was really hard. Yeah. So and and I'll I'll just say uh, you know, I I, uh, I took a little bit of inspiration from the Pure Cinema podcast where they did an episode on it was a little bit different. It was movies to like make your kids love movies. If you wanted them to maybe, you know, embrace uh, their inner cinephile or, you know, become acquainted with the art of movies growing up, what would you what would you show them to get excited about them, that sort of thing? So what we're doing a little bit, a little bit differently, a little bit more broad. And I think kind of the idea here is more just, you know, really, you can take it the way that you that you want, like, what would just you would find 
uh, joy in showing your child or what would you want to experience with them? Uh, what, you know, uh, so we'll talk about how we kind of, uh, approach this list, but I am excited to do this with you. I think this is a great, uh, kind of a, a fun pre-parenting exercise. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, um, our ideas change once we like have her and when she grows up. Cause I feel like I have like an idea of, you know, she should watch these movies because, you know, these are classics or, you know, this is like, she needs to watch this, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what we think later on. Yeah. I think there's going to be definitely a divide that, you know, us sitting here on one side of it, thinking about (laughs) how it's going to be, it's likely going to be different than what we anticipate. I'm sure it will be. I want to ask you a question as we get started to kind of talk about and frame this conversation. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things probably that I'm thinking about one of the one of the joys maybe of of parenting is the idea that you kind of get to revisit childhood through your own child's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like just a, a good example might be like theme parks, for example. Like I remember how excited I was to go on some of the rides with my dad when I was a kid, you know, and those rides, when you go into high school, they're no longer exciting. You don't want those things. You want to go on the big, you know, scary roller coasters, but I almost think, you know, maybe having a child of my own and being able to kind of see, you know, experience those things through their perspective mm-hmm. might breathe a whole new life. Definitely, into. definitely Christmas would do that. I think. Certainly. Yeah. Cause Christmas is almost like, you know, it's not really that exciting as an adult. I guess yeah. in a lot of ways anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the magic is out of it. Yeah. You know what everything costs, <laughs> but Santa's not real. <gasps> <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> Just kidding. But there's a lot of things that we maybe look forward to sharing with our children or introducing them to. Because this podcast is about, is about movies, I'm specifically thinking about movies. What was your relationship to movies growing up? Were you, did you have a particular interest in them? Uh, were there some that you watched over and over again? Kind of, what did that? What was that like for you? Um, I don't know. I mean. I enjoyed watching movies. I don't remember if I if I watched movies over and over. I mean, I imagine that I did because I was a kid, but I'd have to ask my parents. Um, but, I mean, I really loved Disney movies, like the, the classic Disney movies that I think, I guess, are classics. But, I mean, to this day, like, if I hear somebody hasn't watched a certain movie, I'm like, what? I'm talking like... If you haven't seen like Aladdin or, you know, like. Some of the ones that are, are they classics to you because you grew up with them? Are they not classics in general? What is the definition of a classic? Uh, well, it, it's, it's a little, <laughs> you know, it's a little fuzzy, isn't it? I, I mean, I think it's, well, I guess it's because it's like they came out when I was born, basically. Or like in the 90s. And yeah, Aladdin was 92. So that was, you were a year I old. I was a year old. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just like. How could you not watch Disney movies, you know? And a lot of people have that reaction, right? If you tell them you haven't seen something that's very close to them or something that, you know, they're like, oh, I can't believe, you know, we're we're, going to watch this now. Yeah, it's like mostly Disney movies for me, though, because, I mean, I have a coworker who, like, he said he hasn't watched, like, basically all the Disney movies, and he he has two sisters, and I'm like, how could you have not, like, Eric grew up with two sisters, and we watched all the Disney movies, 
And I grew up with one sister. And so maybe the Disney movies I watched were a little bit more slanted towards boys. But uh, we did watch some of the princess ones as well. I mean, but you watched like all the ones that you should watch, right? maybe setting the canon of what you should watch is exactly what we're doing here today <laughs> well i mean as a kid like i mean yeah like other movies that are maybe more obscure and you're like how could you have not watched this because you you know you grew up watching that but it's like right. i grew up you watching had to be the movies. Of something and nobody else had that and yeah then, yeah but like a lot of people watched the same Disney movies that we watched because that was yeah because that was that was almost a monoculture. I mean that yeah. was like that was, those were the movies that you watched when you were a kid. It was all you know. I mean, I think from and they those particular ones and we'll talk about this a little bit because spoiler alert, I don't have a lot of these on my list. Well, good um, because I do. I thought you might. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to balance it out a little bit. Okay. But there's um, you know something about those animated ones. They don't they don't age quite the same way that, that some live action movies do. Like you can go back now and watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs mm-hmm. which is from 1939, and it's not appreciably different. I mean, it's different, but not like I mean, it's not a world of difference between that and you know something from the 80s. So uh, I think you can kind of those are evergreen in that way. Mm-hmm. But like all the all the live action, not all the, but a lot of the live action ones, they're like remaking the original Disney movies that I grew up with that I thought were great. And it's like, why do you feel like you have to redo this? Well, because you know, they want something new and fresh and maybe it's the kids of this generation. Bank. Yeah, that's very true. I was looking at a list of the highest grossing movies of all time, not adjusted for inflation in, you know, flat dollars. Mm -hmm. The, The Lion King remake is on that list. Really? That thing absolutely See, killed when it came but out. But you know that they're trying to get us because of the nostalgia factor. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, man. They're not even hiding it. That's, that's entirely what they're doing. We're like a level seven susceptible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. It's, dude. yeah. But anyway, um, what was your relationship like with me? I mean, because you are what the, the cinephile, you are the, the lover of movies. I mean, I love movies, but not in the sense that you do like, what became your love of movies. Yeah, and I didn't really come into that until later, like probably college is really when I really started getting into film. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, it, there was, it, was always a, it was always an event when you went to the theater with the, with the family or, you know, with a friend to go see a movie. That was always cool, you know, just you know, to get yeah. out and do that. Uh, and there were definitely, there were definitely ones that we watched I, I don't think, I don't remember. I mean, maybe maybe my parents will listen to this and say, oh, you're wrong about this. <laughs> I, I don't think we we watch things on a repeat, like and just wore them out. Like, yeah. You, you hear people talking about their kids watching like Frozen. Frozen a million times. Yeah. Wait, I did you just say Frozen the same time as me? Probably so. Did you just say Frozen there? I think I did, yes. That's funny. Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't feel like we did that. Mm-mm. Like we, we wouldn't watch, you know, it wasn't, you're watching the same thing and you know, twice in 24 hours or anything like that. We're going to have to ask our parents. We're going to, and... Put it, put it up there, yeah. But there were definitely some. There were definitely some that were big for me. But uh, yeah, I, I think the idea of oh, you know, you you come into this realization later as you get older that not that this isn't just an object that exists 
a priori in the world. It's something that somebody made at a particular time in a particular place and it has, you know, an idea behind it or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Until you get to that point, it's kind of like, oh, just these things are just here. You know, the, the Jungle Book is just here or, you know, these Godzilla movies that well, I watched when I was a kid, um, you know, are, are just here. I, I, I really enjoyed those. I think even when I was younger, I enjoyed things that had, you know, monsters or, you know, kind of sci-fi stuff in it. But yeah, it definitely wasn't. But I'm interested now because we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know. Phones, streaming services or whatever or the phones that we have were stuck to the wall right uh, so uh, other than books uh movies and you know t- tv was like the you know that was the your multimedia you know, that you had mm-hmm. so it was it did have a little bit more of a central role in terms of what you i don't know experiencing that you know what maybe we didn't watch them over and over because we had to rewind all of our movies <laughs> yeah because like it was we that just had, I mean, we, had we VHS, just had vhs yeah. oh yeah yeah so it's like nowadays you i mean even when dvds came out you could just do the menu which what dvds didn't come out until we were how old like maybe I mean, there, were, was, there were dvds in the late 90s but i don't know that people really had them at that point but i was in like what middle school maybe maybe yeah but it's like at the age where kids are that they want to watch something over and over and over. You couldn't do that because you had to rewind it. So <laughs> the time you finish rewinding it, you've lost the <laughs> you've lost the interest. But I I forgot about that. Like I, it wasn't until just now that I remembered that we had to rewind our movies. Oh, I did think about this, which is something not that we watched it over and over, but there are a couple of movies that we rented over and over again when we we get to mm. go to the to the blockbuster or or the local video store it wasn't yeah, always, renting movies and like I, I don't even necessarily want to name them here because they might i don't know one or more of them might show up on your list but uh mm, maybe not i don't know well, well, i'll see one that i don't think me. i'll see one that i don't think will be on your list okay. which is hook the oh, okay yeah the, no it's not yeah the um 90s uh peter pan recreation by spielberg we for some reason we loved that movie and we, we rented it a bunch of times yeah i mean i i like that movie too i i mean i remember watching it as a kid but we didn't rent it several times i can't remember if we did that and with what movie hmm. so as we're thinking about this uh we we both worked to come up with a list as you said and it was it was difficult i think mm-hmm. what well to come up with 10 so we've we decided we had to we had to Cap it somewhere. Originally, my idea was to do five. Yeah. And we were like, that's not enough. That's so impossible. we've done 10. So hopefully there's no overlaps and we've actually get 20 movies here that we would say, uh, maybe we'd want to watch this at some point with our child during uh, as they're growing up. Um, wh- what was your thought process as you were coming up with this list? What did you try to... Uh, did you, did you? What was your kind of philosophy of it? Was it just like, these are movies that I liked? Um, or how did you kind of approach it? Well, when I made a really big list. Well, not as big as yours. Definitely not. Um, I was thinking what are movies? Well, what are movies that I really like, but then also like what are movies that I really liked as a kid? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, for example, like, you know that I like the movie easy a, yes, but I didn't put that on like this list at all. Like not even like a just throwing it out there. Cause I'm like, well, that's not a movie that, you know, a kid would watch. Right. Like maybe eventually on her own, whatever. But it's not like, I don't know. I wouldn't be like, hey, watch this. So. Yeah, I, it's not really for 10-year-olds. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I was, 
I think I was thinking more of like, yeah, like what movies did I grow up with and I really enjoyed and like I can watch again and again. And like also what movies do I remember that kind of like made an impression or they have a good lesson for mm-hmm. kids. Yes, that's cool. And it's like, but it's also a good movie. It's not just like, this is a good lesson. It's right. Like, it's but not it, just fairy yeah. tales. Or it like stands out in like, I guess, our culture back then or whatever. Um, I think that's I think that's a good way of thinking about it. I'm going to ask you what the lessons are. As you, well, for some of them, for yeah, yeah. some of them like that. But I'm like, I'm I'm not going to be able to give an answer for. I can mm. I have one movie in particular that I think was good, um, and it kind of this movie kind of covers a lot of my favorite things in a movie. But then I I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite movies. I don't know. I think at the time. It probably was. Anyway, we'll get uh, That's there. interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely, unfortunately, I had one that was right on the cusp that was more of a lesson movie, and I, I did end up having to cut it. If I'd had 12 movies instead of 10, it would have got in, but we'll talk about that. At the All end. right, yeah, tell me later. Tell did, you, later. did you aim at a particular age range? Um, I mean, you already know I'm going to put Disney movies in here, so like, um, probably younger. Well, yeah, probably, well... Yeah. They can enjoy these when they're younger. Mm-hmm. But I'm really bad at ages, so <laughs> I don't really <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, me too. It, it, it's weird. We talked about this a little bit on the Jurassic Park episode where, you know, you asked me if I would sh- like show Jurassic Park to John Luke, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he seems young to me now, you know? But, it, and also, even some of these Disney movies, like a lot of them, have stuff that is kind of frightening or. Yeah. Which, and so I think that's kind of a. That's kind of a theme that kept coming up when I was thinking about these movies was, okay, you want something that is is going to be age appropriate on mm-hmm. some level, but like you also, you kind of want to screw your kid up a little bit. Like you, you know, <laughs> well, like, I've got And you kind of choose the way that you get to do that. And that's yeah. one of your, that's one of your, <laughs> your uh, privileges as a parent, right? Yeah. I mean, I know you, for, for one, have been talking about since before we ever decided to even have a child that you wanted to do the thing where you pretend that you've eaten all their Halloween candy. Oh, of course. I can't wait for that. The Jimmy Kimmel. Or is it, was it Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? I can't remember which Jimmy it is. <sighs> I can't remember. I think it's, I can't remember. Anyway. So some of those, and I actually, again, you know, there's so many of these on that I could have done more categories than I did. I kind of sorted mine by categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost wanted to do an intro to horror category or like a really light kind of, uh, you know, way to, because I think that's a, that's a sort of a safe way for kids to experience fear mm. uh, on some level. Now, there's obviously things you could show them that would be, you know, too intense for them at a particular age and just kind of mess them up. So we don't want to do that. But uh, it's hard to kind of look at that from our perspective and, and really make a good show of it. But yeah, maybe know. we need to think of some movies to show her uh, so she doesn't end up like me, like hating scary movies. I don't know why I don't like them. Maybe it's just because I'm an anxious person, but. And some of these, I there's, there's like maybe three movies on my list that I've only seen once. Oh. And so it would be a good opportunity to rewatch and revisit a couple of those to see if in fact they would be as appropriate as I think they are for this list, but. Okay, I didn't say appropriate for a child, but I was like, so you're going to watch it with her just to see if it's appropriate. No, no, no. Uh, But I have an idea, so. (laughs) So what what was your process since you asked about mine? Yeah, so those are a couple things that I was thinking about already, Mm -hmm. thinking about 
you know, how do you, how do you ease in some things that may be a little bit more like scary or dramatic or dark? Mm-hmm. And honestly, as I was going through, I found, I found it more difficult to find movies that didn't have something like that. Um, but a lot of those made an impression on me. And, uh, so that was one thing. I, so I first, my first thought was I'll try to go kind of like early age to later age and, mm-hmm. and kind of get more mature as I went. I found that too tricky. What I ended up doing instead, just because of, for my mental health, because I had a list of like, I had a long list of like 48 movies that I wow. was trying to whittle down. And so to help me do that, I basically picked some categories. I kind of figured out these movies fall into these different categories. And so I kind of picked one movie per category to represent that swath of movies. Okay. Um, and so some of these are carrying a little more weight than the others because, for example, one of my categories is uh, Western 2D animation. And that's the, that's the Disney category. Okay. So that's like what the, that's the category that like all the, you know, the animated Disney movies would fall into. Okay. So obviously picking one to represent that is a pretty big task when you're talking about, you know, those are kind of some childhood staples for a lot of people. Oh, when you say Western, you don't mean like cowboys. I mean, not, I mean, you know, United States, Canada, Mexico. Okay. When you uh, said Western at first, I was like, what? Okay. Well, you'll see why I have that because I also have an international animation category oh, okay, on fine. my list. But yeah, so I basically did it by category. And so I have some runners up in those different categories as well. But that's how I ended up uh, organizing it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, not, I didn't do that, but cool. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah. This All right. I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear what you, what you came up with because I know I saw a little bit of the long list, but uh, to hear to come down to it, this will be this will I be mean, interesting. You might not be surprised at like some of these, but yeah, it'll be fun regardless. Yeah. Well, it'll be that's a good conversation. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Sure. Okay. So keep in mind this is no order at all. This is just really random. Um, Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a number just so we can remember it. So the okay. first just just one through ten, right? Yeah. And honestly, these movies are sandwiched in by a genre. <laughs> well, okay. you'll see. All right. Anyway, um, not really. Okay. So the first one I have down is Christmas Vacation. Do you think there's enough room for the angel? Oh, sure, honey. I have a little more trimming to do, but that won't be a problem. Ready? I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. sap in here mm. <laughs> looks great little full a lot of sap nice so not surprising to you and the reason why because it's the best christmas movie in my <laughs> opinion but i don't know what age she would watch it um because well the edited version <laughs> but like, like the tv but cut? i watched the unedited for the first time i think <laughs> i think my mom felt bad about that um, but I loved it. I was in fifth grade. I just remember I was in the play Kids, and my mom gave that to me like on VHS. Like that was like as a present, like a oh good job. I don't know, but I just like loved it so much. I don't know. I think that yeah. Think well, that that's was, a big that's a big movie in your family. I think that's when she gave it to me, or was it a different movie? I feel like this is what I have in my head. Anyway. Because we got that, and then I remember us watching it at my Aunt Benita's, and <laughs> Eric and I were, like, counting the curse words in it. <laughs> <laughs> they were a lot, but it's, yeah, 
I just, I think it's a family staple. Like we watched it every year and it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's it a, is funny. Yeah, it's a I great, like it's a great Christmas movie. Um, you know, you learn a lesson about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the lesson? <laughs> uh, that Chevy Chase tries too hard to make everybody love uh, getting together as a family. No, actually, well, kind of, actually. There's something to that. I mean, the moral of the story is just appreciate being around your family. It doesn't have to be a big thing. I don't know. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think the moral of the... Oh, I don't know. I Yeah, that, uh, that, that's, that's a funny movie, though. It's, it's pretty good slapstick that Santa's uh, comedy. not real. Very Doesn't... memorable. Yeah. Um, some of the most memorable things are a little risque, but I think at, at a certain yeah. age, it's kind of fun to, you know, kind of get a little bit of that. Also, it's very quotable. Yeah. And my whole family quotes it. And I just, I think that, well, as you and I know, quotes bring, you know, people together. I do. And we quote a lot of things together and it's just like the, those are little inside jokes and then she's going to be in that. And Christmas movies are one of, are a big one really for because those tend to become traditions and you yeah. watch some of the same ones over and over. So uh, the ones you kind of pick for that, you know, they're going to they're going to be stay with you. Yeah. So that was that one. What's right. your what's your cool. first one? All right. So my first one, I'll, I'll, do, I'll tell you my first category. My first category is silent comedy. Okay. And I started here both because I thought that it was something that would be very approachable by for a young child, okay, and because it's also the infancy of cinema, mm-hmm. and uh, so one of the threads that I've tried to weave through my list or at least think about is uh, I do want her to be able to learn to appreciate movies as an art form, and more than that, I want her to learn to appreciate um, things that require maybe a little bit of attention. Okay, yeah. To, to not, you know, I think you're you're fighting in this world against uh, a constant barrage of things that uh, really whittle down your attention span. Mm-hmm. And so I think starting young with some things that maybe have a little bit of a slower pace uh, yeah. is mm-hmm. helpful, So or hopefully would be. And again, you know, even before children can speak, in fact, pretty much as soon as they're out of the womb, they are taking in visual signals, they're decoding facial expressions, they're understanding gesture, they're doing, performing gestures. And that's what all these old comedies are, you know, before. So I think that- And they really like black and white. No, seriously, (laughs) that's a thing. Babies like black and white, like things or pictures of things. So maybe she needs to watch a black and white movie. And, and, you know, these silence are, are black and white as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I wanted to go with one from that era. And I thought about, I had a couple of runners up, which I'll just going to say, I don't think these are even under the list. I thought about uh, Harold Lloyd with Safety Last, which was a really um, exciting kind of uh, cliffhanger movie, literally speaking. Never seen um, it. Mm-hmm. I thought of uh, Keaton's The General, but that's pretty long for a, ch- for a child. Probably wouldn't keep their attention. So the one I chose was The Kid from 1921. This is a Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I was going to say, is it a Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, it's Chaplin, and it's one of his shorter movies. Uh, It's it's a feature, but it's pretty short. I think it's maybe barely an hour. Okay. And it is a it's a comedy, but it's also a and it features his tramp character, famously, you know, with the mustache and the hat and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it also and it 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 co-stars a young boy who's good in the movie. And it's kind of a it's kind of emotional. Like there's a part where you you kind of 
you know, there's this drama. It kind of makes you cry a little bit, but it's huh. also uh, it's also funny. It's got the you know that kind of the typical uh, physical comedy from from Chaplin. So I think that's a great place to start. Honestly, for anybody that's wanting to get into silent cinema, if you if you're like I don't want to watch a silent movie, uh, but you've got an hour to spare, yeah. check out the kid. Um, I think it's really accessible. Yeah, because really I've never seen it. So that would be my first one. But we wait, didn't we watch a silent film with like a live band at Thalamo? Yeah, that was, uh, was that? the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Yeah. Would it still count as silent if there was a band playing? Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Shall I go to my second one? Yeah, let's hear your second. All right. The second one is Aladdin. <laughs> One jump ahead of the bread line. One swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the law, man. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate our pro. Riff raff. Like I said, you're not going to be super surprised by these. Um, Well, for obvious reasons, because that's one of the greatest Disney. I'm just kidding. No, but um, it is one of my favorite Disney movies. Could it be my favorite one? I don't know. Ooh, good question. Maybe from that era. Also, Aladdin was my childhood crush. So we, we want to get her started on a, on a type. I kind of want to see if, if she <laughs> thinks that Aladdin or the Robin Hood Fox is more child- <laughs> Is that a hint to what we've got coming up later? No. I don't know. I was wavering. Okay. Um, I was wavering. But um, no, I, I really obviously enjoyed Aladdin because um I mean I don't want to say obviously because how could you know but you know because I love Aladdin but do you have any idea how old you were when you saw Aladdin um no I know I was young gosh these would be really good questions to ask our parents the reason I'm asking is because when I first saw it I thought it was terrifying Really? Especially the, the ending where uh, you get Jafar gets like incredibly powerful and mm-hmm. he becomes a giant snake and the you, you your character your uh, hero characters are you know being kind of subjugated by all the stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I found that that really dark and really kind of um, you know. So I, I was just curious if uh, if you had that reaction to it or what what age you maybe you were when you saw it. Honestly, I don't remember being afraid of any Disney movie when I watched it. So I had to be like... And like, it wasn't even really fear. It was kind of just this feeling of like, I don't know, this is like the the evil that was represented yeah. by no, I the, definitely, the villain. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt that like I didn't, I didn't like him. Like I didn't, I didn't like the part where he like, you know, uh, captured Jasmine and like yeah. that made me uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. but... Um, I probably didn't know why when I, I mean, was, it's effective. It's a, it's a yeah. good, uh, you know, story. Um, and there's some great, uh, musical numbers in it. The, mm-hmm. the genie number. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, I really like that movie. I, it's you, a, it's a great movie and it's a great movie to watch as a kid. And also because, um, you know, he came from nothing and there's good lessons in it too. Are you going to ask me what the lessons are? I feel like you were starting to tell me he came from nothing. And you can come he from came from too. nothing. You but too can become a fake prince if only you have powerful friends. Look, it's a genie movie. We just watched a genie movie. Yeah, thousand. What is it? What was it? Three thousand years of longing. Yeah, but Aladdin is the best genie movie. It's certainly the most well known, I would say. Because he, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, I can't think of the lessons. Everyone knows the lessons. Come on. 
come on, except for the people who haven't watched Aladdin that are missing out on life. I think there's a lesson about, you know, it's not about status. It's about who you are as a person. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe I should just ask you what the morals are because you're going to nail it every time. Listen, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> riffing here. Look, I'm going to choose the movies for her to watch and then you're going to have to... Explain them, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great... We're going to have a family conversation. <laughs> I mean, I watched movies because I, I visually enjoy them. Like, for example, when, when we watched Coco and I was like, bright colors, great music. And you're like, this would be that's, very... That's a tough one, yeah. This would be really hard to, for a kid to watch. We would have to have lots of conversations. I'm like, good, I'm glad you think that because you're going to have those conversations with our future children. I think a kid under five probably doesn't, you know, it poses that stuff probably goes over their head. But if you get a little older, it's like, oh, they start thinking about this stuff. Yeah. Oops, I guess I was always a five-year-old kid because I never really thought about anything. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, what's your second one? All right, so my number two, my second category, and I think this is one that a lot of kids go to as well, is cute animal movies. Ooh, can't wait. And there were a couple that I had uh, thought of here, and I I won't say my runner-ups yet because they might be on your list, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a couple. I went with a less obvious one, but it is one that we watched a lot when we were kids, and that is The Adventures of Milo and Otis. We're going to take a walk outside today. Going to see what we can find today. We're going to take a walk outside today. Going to see what we can find today. On a pretty little farm, the sun comes up. On a curious cat and a pug nose pup. A brand new... Oh, That's yeah. from 1986. And this is, again, thinking about entertainment without a lot of bells and whistles mm-hmm. that is not overly like manic or, you know, that demands a little bit of attention, a little bit of imagination. I think that's something that's really good about this movie because what this is, is uh, it's basically a story uh, about a a cat, a little orange cat named Milo and a little pug dog named Otis who are born on on a farm, but then they leave the farm and they go on an adventure. And as they do that, they meet all kinds of different uh, animals and interact with them, and they have to, you know, overcome dangers and different things in the wild, learn how to survive on their own. But the whole thing is narrated, uh, the English version anyway, it was made by a Japanese filmmaker, but the, we watched the, obviously the English one, uh, was was narrated by Dudley Moore, who's, uh, I think he's Australian. Uh, anyway, he not only narrates the story, but he also does all the voices. Oh. And, Unlike something like Babe, where they're mm-hmm. using animatronics to make the mouths move, mm-hmm. the animals never, you know, move, their mouths don't move. They don't talk. They don't really talk. They just have, you know, they just have someone saying, oh, I didn't like that. And it's like their voice. Uh, but and it, but you, you are able to synthesize that and you understand what the story is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because I think that it allows the viewer to do a little bit more, um, uh, kind of allows you to participate a little bit in the story and, and kind of um, instead of having everything kind of uh, laid out for you. In a way that you couldn't with the live action Lion King. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, it's kind of cool. Like there's, there's a little bit of, you can learn some things about different <laughs> animals like that. And there's uh you know, there's actually a scene right at the beginning where the cat's giving birth and. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. 
That's two movies I haven't seen. It's a, it's a cute movie. And there's even some little bit of scary parts. Like there's a part where the screech owl and it's kind of like <laughs> a little ominous, but you know, nothing really bad happens. Well, yeah. except for the part where the dog fights the bear. Anyway. What? Okay. Anyway, it's a cool movie. Boilers. I think it, I think it's a good little, uh, um, it'd be a good little one for, for a young, a young person to watch. Well, that sounds cute. Cat and a pug. So that's my number two, Milo and Otis, The Adventures like of. Okay. My third one is The Little Mermaid. We're just going to get these dizzy ones out of the way. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's-its and what's-its galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. Yeah, these are these are heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, I probably have like my top three Disney ones here. Uh, but The Little Mermaid, because I loved The Little Mermaid. Great songs. Um, good lesson. You shouldn't sell your soul. I mean, your voice... To the devil, Ursula. That's the lesson. Is it? Is that the lesson? <laughs> no. Um, the lesson is you should be happy being a human and you shouldn't want to be a mermaid. This was the movie that launched the Disney Renaissance. And th- without Little Mermaid, who knows if we would have had Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, really? Lion King. What year was Little Mermaid? 89, I believe. Oh, wow. Well, it's a great movie. I, I can't, I'm really bad at coming up with morals. You tell me the moral of The Little Mermaid. Listen, I don't know what it is. You've watched it. I have watched it. You know it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, be careful who you trust. I think That's a lot of these are it. fables about contentment in one way or another. Although, yeah, ultimately she does, it does all work out for her. Mm-hmm. So, I'm and not it, sure. It does for Aladdin too. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a fan of Prince Eric. He was whatever. But maybe it's because my brother's name is Eric. I mean, this is a this is the movie that has the song "Kiss the Girl," right? Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's 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 fantasy. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't have a whole lot to say about all. Well, these. You don't have to. We got a lot of movies to get through, so <laughs> okay, you don't good. have to feel like you have to say everything about each movie. All right. Perfect. Your turn. Okay. Maybe I'll, we'll see if I've seen this one. All right, my number three. So this is my next. Uh, my next category is golden age of Hollywood. Okay. Because again, as I mentioned, I'd like to give uh, my kids a little bit of foundation in uh, in classic movies as well as current movies. Again, thinking about these movies had a different pace to them. They were a little bit more, uh, you know, relaxed. And you know, there's. So, I think there's. There's also. Uh, in terms of having things that are appropriate for people to watch, you know, the average movie in like the fifties was something that probably just about anybody could watch and you wouldn't be inundated by, you know, sex and cursing and Mm -hmm. explicit violence and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a lot of opportunity as a, you know, with younger family, a family with younger kids to, to look at these older movies and kind of enjoy some of the classics and not have to worry about some of the stuff that, you know, some of that stuff. Anyway, so I got a lot of things on that list, a lot of runners up here, but okay. the one that I chose to carry the torch is nothing less than the greatest musical of all time, Singing in the Rain from 1952. Singing in the Rain. Of course, I've seen that one. Man, yeah. I need to build up my movies like you're doing each time. Okay. I'm singing in the rain. 
Just singing in the rain What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds So dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love uh, <laughs> yeah, well, wait, I mean, this is just a, a joyful movie. It's uh, it's very kinetic. There's all of the dancers on the screen mm-hmm. are doing all these you know athletic moves. In the second half, you get this really kind of colorful, kind of fantasia, like semi dream like sequence kind of thing. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's funny. It's peppy. Uh, it's got great music. So I think this is just uh, a film that anyone, absolutely anywhere, can enjoy. And so uh, I'd be happy to watch this uh, with any, uh, you know, with my kid. That yeah, that's, that was a really good one. I really enjoyed that one. And then we can take her to see plays and have her appreciate live musicals. Yeah, that would be cool. I know we talked a little bit about this on the, you know, and you've also maybe, you know, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and Music uh, Man yes. and some of those other ones. Uh, you know, those are all good fun. Those are really good. I think it's good to have an appreciation for um, theater, art, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I build this one up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to get Go with for it. it. Whatever you want to do. No. Um, my number four is let's just settle this um, this other Disney movie. Um the Lion King. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem free philosophy. Akuna Of course. Bam. Bam. So yeah, those are probably my top is. three Disney movies. Boom, there it is. Boom. Um, boom, baby. Oh, I didn't put that on the list. <laughs> we did it. Oh, really? I know. Oh, okay. I was so close. I, I was so close. Did you show me your long list. It was uh, on it. And I actually, I anyway, know. we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, talk about okay, it. Cool. Um, but yeah, Lion King. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I want her to be able to feel all the feels because I just, every time I watch Lion King, I mean, everyone should feel the feels when, <laughs> when Mufasa gets thrown off the cliff by his brother. Yeah, it's quite the betrayal, yes. Ah, uh, but yeah, I still cry to this day. So I'm just curious if like she will react to that. And if she doesn't, then she's heartless. Which actually, <laughs> yeah, that's it's interesting. It's interesting how many of these movies are about like the trauma of losing a parent. <gasps> oh no, that's sad. Maybe she shouldn't want... <gasps> she needs to appreciate Going back to parents. Bambi, you know? Oh gosh, that was horrible. Yeah, Bambi. <sighs> But then, like a lot of a lot of them have you know like a significant death or something that they. Disney like always does that though. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, did no no parents died in Aladdin or The Little Mermaid? There's actually one. It's a runner-up for my next category that has that as a theme. What parents die? Yeah, well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't choose this one, but it, um, The Land Before Time. Oh yeah, gosh, that was so sad, man. But I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good for. For kids or just for people to experience it. Because, I mean, I the type of movie that I enjoy is, you know, if it's a drama. Well, I and, well, and I enjoy comedies. But I really do enjoy a good film that can make me cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No shame in it. No. That's... Well, what's what's the... Just real quick. What, what's the best song for The Lion King? What's the, what's the banger? Hmm. Uh, um, I mean... 
it's got to be between Hakuna Matata or Just Can't Wait to Be King. Just because, like, I enjoy a good peppy song. Yeah. Um, oh, and also this reminds me of when we were younger, we would always listen to the cassette tape, Lion King. It was green. I don't know if you had that cassette tape, but it was green. And we would just listen to it all the time. So (laughs) I (laughs) really made a difference that it was green, right? It's like, no, I just remember it was green. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember that. Uh, And then I think we always skipped over the um, Scar song. Well, yeah, it's, it's you, really, you really need the, the video to go with that. You need the visuals. No, but like I never, I didn't even like watching that because it just creeped me out. And so like whenever that song came on, I feel like we like skipped past it. But anyway. Sensible. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. We had a cassette of Disney songs. One of them was uh, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. And at the time I didn't, hadn't seen the Aristocats, Ooh, I but I, we liked that song. Yeah, that's a good song. It's a good solid song. Obviously, because cats. All right, Lion King. So big hitters here. Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and, and Lion King. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's quite the trifecta, yeah. Yep. All right, your turn. All right, so uh, now falling in line more closely, my next category is uh, Western 2D animation. Okay. So that is essentially the Disney category. Okay. And so that's where I would have put things like the ones you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where I would have put Land Before Time if I was picking that. It's where I would have put some of my other favorite ones. Like uh, I don't think you'll pick these, so I'll name them. Um, like Oliver and Company, The Great Mouse Detective, and of course all the all the, tr- the princess ones. But uh, yes. I went. What did you choose? I went uh, a little outside that to pick up a a series from one of my favorite uh, non Disney. Um, studios and that's uh don bluth who also did do the land before time but before that uh actually might have been i think before that he did a movie called an american tale which uh is about a is mouse named Fievel. yes okay okay uh, from mm-hmm. 1986 uh it's a mouse a mouse named Fievel who as he is he's a, a part of a russian mouse family who is emigrating to america mm-hmm. and as they are coming over on the boat they become separated, and Fievel is then alone in New York and must find out how to re, uh, reunite with his family. This is a really good movie. Uh, it's very, it's very heartfelt. It's got some really scary stuff in it. It's got some but like, like you actually know. scary or like kid scary. I mean, it's kid scary, but okay. it's a little like so. There's there's a there's a sequel, um, an American Tale: Fievel Goes West, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more kid friendly. The first one is a little is just a little bit darker. Like there's a you know there's a there's a real sadness to it, and there's also some parts like they they visualize the waves that are during the shipwreck in the beginning or not shipwreck, but there's a storm in the, in the early part. And the waves are like these, these like like people that come up and like ram the boat with their fists. Wait a second. And is there a reference to this in community? Oh yes. Absolutely. Is that where they sing the? Yeah. yeah that's the song that's somewhere out there is the big oh. centerpiece song from this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they were watching a rat. Uh-huh. They named him Bible. Bible after these after this movie. Oh, okay. I was like, why have I heard that before? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's funny. 
There's even a cool, oh, Dom DeLuise does the voice of uh, Tiger, the cat who befriends uh, Fievel. And there's even a, a scene at the end that's, I want to say it's like early computer animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, like almost like a model of this um, this giant contraption that's built by the mice to scare off the cats. Because that's the one of the other songs. There's no cats in America, they say. These are one of the promises about the new lit world. But of course they get there and there's tons of cats and the cats <laughs> are, you know, mu- literally mustache twirling, uh, you know, like monsters that try to, you know, kill the, all the all the mice and eat them. So really interesting movie. Um, very heartfelt. Very kind of, you know, about, again, it's about family family mm-hmm. um and uh has a good sequel as well so uh standing in for all of the the good uh animated movies because there's so many of them right and people mm-hmm. kind of pigeonhole animation as yeah. a child's medium and we we, we almost want to like not show kids like live action stuff like i don't know I, yeah. have, I have i feel i have feelings about that but um definitely had to pick one in this category and that's the one i'm going with good i like it cool i'll have to watch that because i don't remember if i've seen it or not all right, maybe I'll do a build-up for this one. Go for it. Is it time for a build-up? All right, so this is a movie that I was talking about that I felt like it was um, a good lesson. Well, it's just, I think it's important. To, <laughs> I think it's important to watch something like this anyway, and it encompasses the movies that are, like, all about, like, teams and togetherness and, like, you can't accomplish things on your own and... Um, yeah, just like, oh, you pick the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but there's like, there's a lot of relationships and there's a lot of like, there's conflict and, um, you know, but, it, but it's really touching. Do you want to guess what maybe it is? I, I couldn't begin. I'm to trying to be very it. vague. You're being very vague. I can't guess from that. What, what is it? And it, and it's like, you know, about a team overcoming things. Uh, is it cool runnings? <laughs> it is. Not. It's Remember the Titans. What happened to you? Man, I just gave your mom a piggyback ride and she weighs twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a mama joke. <laughs> Listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that one as a kid or whenever, maybe I was in like middle school or whatever. Mm -hmm. I watched it in high school. But it's good because, you know, it has, you know, important uh, issues like with race and, Mm -hmm. um, and then also it's probably, I think one of the better sports movies. Cause I'm not like, well, I'm not a huge fan of sports. There's so many of them out there. Maybe that's what, I mean, I like them, but it's just like, they've been overdone. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So the, many the, the cliches are yeah. It's but this was like one of the first ones that were good that I've seen. I think weirdly, I kind of feel the same way about it, and yeah. I don't know if it's because I was introduced to it early, like well earlier than some other ones, or if it's just really a shining example of the genre. Yeah, because I'm like, what other? I mean, there's like the same lot, but that's not. It's not really the same. It's not. It doesn't have the inspirational they figure. Don't, they didn't have like the. Well, they had like a team, but it was more like about like the kids. I don't know. Also, I just never liked the Sandlot because we had to watch that as kids in, um, I don't know, in school. But um, yeah, I I am curious to know if this was the first um, like sports movie, like like or team movie that I've seen, and I just compared every other one to this, or 
it, yeah, it's funny how that works because it, it, it may not be the first, but it's first to you, right? So it's like yeah. first in your heart. And this might have been the first Denzel movie that I watched because that was like back in the day when when he was in a lot of like really good movies. Like, did you ever watch John Q? No. You you haven't watched John Q? I have not. <gasps> we should watch that. That's a really good one. If you okay, want, if you want to cry, I've I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. It's not goodbye. See you later. Anyway, that's a good one. He does a great job. Anyway, okay. actually, that would be a good one to watch. Maybe I should put that on the list. No, but there's not a space for it. But she should watch that one because it's good. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good choice. Remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Uh, some great. I like, I like music. Will Patton in that as well. Yeah, there's there's some really great music in that too. Oldies, good ones. I don't remember it well enough to know the songs. Ain't no mountain high, and then also. Okay, I'm I'm gonna forget. I'll, I'm blanking on it. But anyway, if the songs came up, I would know it. But you know. But there are certain songs that make me think of movies. Like I listen to songs with my patients, and then I've been playing some Elvis because I like it. And then you know the um, little less conversation, and it's from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you're hitting some that aren't super familiar to me. <laughs> Dang, that's a good one too. Ocean's Eleven. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> I need to stop talking about these things because then I'm gonna. Uh, feel yeah, that's bad. why. That's why I had an initial list a mile wide. Inside Ocean's of Eleven is a great one for when they go. Okay. Anyway, your turn. Okay, that's good. That's a good one. Um, I actually made a mistake and skipped on my list, but that's fine. I'm doing it in my category, so it's not really in order. Okay. So my next category is 3D animation, mm-hmm. which of course is the Pixar category, mm-hmm. because out of all the 3D movies that are you know animated movies, Pixar of course is you know the shining star top of the heap. And so, uh, as I was thinking about which one I wanted to pick for this, and there's a couple of things, other things I could have gone with here. Like, like, uh, I didn't really have a separate category for stop motion. For example, Kubo and the two strings is really good. Oh yeah. Or mm-hmm. the ones from Wes Anderson. But, um, I ended up going with one of my favorite personal favorite Pixar movies, which is Ratatouille. Now, who is that? Oh, him? He's nobody. Not nobody. He is part of the kitchen. Yeah, he's a plongeur or something. He washes dishes or takes out the garbage. He doesn't cook. But he could. Uh, <laughs> no. How do you know? What do I always say? Anyone can cook. Well, yeah, anyone can. That doesn't mean that anyone should. Well, that is not stopping him. See? What, what is he doing? From oh, Ratatouille. 2007, that's mm-hmm. the Brad Bird directed. And... For whatever reason, Ratatouille is the one that really spoke to me. This one does have a lesson. It's a good one. It's uh, it, when the guy says, um, not, not everyone can be a great cook, but a great cook can come from anywhere. Uh. So it's this idea of humble beginnings and that you, know, you may not be anyone's idea of what it means to be a success at this thing or that thing, but that doesn't mean that you can't be or, um, or that you can't be great. There's a lot of things I think I really like about this movie besides the wonderful animation. Uh, one of the first times they did really excellent water effects, the voice acting from Patton Oswalt as Remy, the idea of synesthesia, the fact that he like can show, like he visualizes flavors when he, like he, when he tastes them, he can actually like, see like colors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's almost hard to explain why Ratatouille is so great. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem that great on paper, but it's executed incredibly well. I remember going to see this when I was in college and thinking, yeah, you know, we're just going to see this it's kind of a kid's movie, but whatever, but mm-hmm. I came out really loving it. So um, this is a great one. That's interesting. Cause it's, I don't think of Ratatouille as being like a really great movie, but I feel like after hearing like 
you talk about it. And then also like, I think Eric and maybe Billy were talking about how much they loved Ratatouille. Is that right? There's also the emotional punch at the end with uh, Ego when he comes to, you know, have this nostalgic moment that really turns, uh, you know, turns him around on, uh, on his, uh, severity of his restaurant reviewing and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, I, I just, I was surprised that like, I've heard of a lot of people that like it. And I'm like, maybe we need, maybe we need to watch this again. Cause when was the last time I've seen it? Yeah. No, I guess we need to watch all these again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of, one, of my, one of my favorites. Oh, good. Cool. Well, speaking of Pixar, Okay, so this is the one that I was going to say, can we, uh, does it have to be a movie or can it be like a series? Well, pick a movie. Or not a series, okay, okay. Pick a movie, if if you want to represent the series, pick the well, best one from the series. it's obviously just, let's say, Toy Story. What happened to you? One minute you're defending the whole galaxy and suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her little I think you've had enough tea for today. Let's get you out of here, bud. Don't you get it? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> Snap out of it, bud. Of course. Because it's the greatest um, movie that turns into a sequel and a... <laughs> I always want to say treacle, but that's not what the third one is. <laughs> the third one's still a sequel. What? The third one's still a sequel. But what is the third called? I don't know, a threequel? No, it's not. A sequel and a... It's just a, It's just another sequel. All, all the ones that are sequels. But there's a, there's a name for, the, for a third movie, isn't there? It's not threequel. Well, what do you think it is then? I don't know. I think <laughs> I just want to say three, but it, there's a... Ugh, whatever, you're not going to help me on that. I, I literally don't know <laughs> okay. what else you're looking for here. Anyway, anyway, Toy Story. But no, like... As long as I've lived, I can't. I can't think of another movie that, like, so perfectly executes a second and a third one after it, and it's not like boring. But they also have a fourth one, don't they? They do, and the fourth one's good too. The fourth one's good too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Toy Story because um, I mean, it's about a kid and his toys, and it's so it good, and like the relationships between like Woody and Buzz and. Yeah, it's. I feel like there's a lot of learning from that movie mm -hmm. that, you know, as a kid, you can really. Uh... You can learn. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, my words aren't doing very. <laughs> I'm going to blame this on pregnancy. I, I really love all of these movies. Uh, Toy Story, the first one, mm -hmm. was one that I watched many times when I was a child. Mm -hmm. It may be. Same. It may be one of the movies I like, like, like maybe top five probably of like my youth. Gosh, it was, it's so good. And I think the fact that we grew up with Andy, wait, when did it come out? Was it? First one was 95. 95. Oh, so actually I don't know how old Andy was then, but uh, I was what, four? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I feel like it was fun seeing the um the older ones and like how he was grown up and he was like our age um but yeah yeah that's, i mean that's a great pick. A great choice mm -hmm. all right all right so I'm, we're about halfway through mm -hmm. i'm going to my number six this uh category as i mentioned earlier is international animation mm -hmm. which basically means only one thing and that's how miyazaki and 
the um, Studio Ghibli films. What what are these words that you're saying? But these are uh, these are anime. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, features from uh, yeah, for the director Miyazaki and his studio, which is Studio Ghibli. Uh, and so, of course, I could have chosen just about anything from this. I could have chosen Totoro, I could have chosen House uh, <laughs> Moving Castle, Kiki's mm-hmm. Delivery Service, but I went with my personal favorite and the most popular one, which is Spirited Away from 2001. Lynn? What? What's that smell? It's human. You smell just like a human. Oh, really? Where's it coming from, Lynn? Come on. You're hiding something, aren't you? Show it to me. Is this what you smell? (gasps) Roasted. (laughs) No way, frog. I'm saving every last bite for myself. Please, just a little bit. Just give me a leg. This is uh, a movie about that that has as its protagonist a 10-year-old girl who become again it becomes separated from her parents and becomes lost in a magical world where um you know things are turning into other things and she has to figure out how to you know uh, return herself to um you know her regular life but this is uh an incredibly beautiful movie incredibly weird but like not in a like an aberrant way it's just it's it's overflowing with creativity and you know when i first saw it i was just so I was so captured with how how much care was put into every frame of it, and it's the imagination of it seemed so unlike what American studios were coming up with, mm-hmm. and so I thought it was I thought it was a cool thing to be exposed to, and I think that would be a good world to uh, let uh, a younger child begin to kind of experience. Uh, as well, so uh, really great film. Uh, recommend uh, all of those, but some of them are a little. Some of his, the stuff is a little bit too adult. Like Princess Mononoke is for older audiences, but I think this one would be would be good for probably a, a middle schooler. Yeah. Okay. I I've never seen it, but I would be interested in watching that. Yeah. Sounds good. That's one of the ones I said I haven't rewatched since I first saw it. I've got it on DVD and I never actually rewatched it, but I would love to do that at some point. Were any of the other ones that you've said so far, have you rewatched? Uh, no, I think I've seen them all once. Wait, you, no, have you like... Oh, oh, you mean on my list so far? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to well, say, I thought... I've you, seen Milo Notice a bunch of times, uh, Ratatouille quite a few times, American Tales. I've watched a lot of those. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, okay, so my next one... <laughs> is a movie from, I mean, I have not done categories, but this is uh, more of a, the the goofy movies, like spoof, would you say a spoof? I don't know. Um, or <laughs> just the ones that are silly. And one that we both love. And I grew up, I don't know when we watched it, because I would be curious to know when she it would be appropriate for her to watch it but you know there's the adult humor that goes over kids heads it is airplane both pilots can you fly this plane and land it surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me Shirley. doctor i've checked everyone mr striker's the only one what flying experience have you had i flew single engine fighters in the air force but this plane has four engines it's an entirely different kind of flying altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. <laughs> Did you know that was coming? I think I think we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is 
in my opinion, one of the funniest movies ever made. It really is so funny. Um, I mean, because like some of my other ones, which I didn't include, um, would have been Young Frankenstein. I'm sorry you had to cut that one. I know. But that's a good one. It was a really good one. I mean, we can still watch that with her, of course. For sure. But um, we, are, we are not limiting ourselves to just these 20 films. No. <laughs> nor are we committing ourselves to having her watch all these. That's true. <laughs> this is purely an intellectual exercise. As soon as she's born, she's going to watch all of these movies. Just kidding. Um, no, but Airplane is... there, And there's so... I just love a good movie with some quotes that you can say just like all the time. And I quote that. We, we quote that movie... Often. How can you not? How can you not? That's Everyone true. in the world knows the Shirley quote. Yeah, I know. And I can't help saying that. Like when I, you know, work with a maybe a patient named Shirley or like just meet a person named Shirley. And I'm like, surely they've seen this. <laughs> and I'm going to call him Shirley. Um, but yeah, so airplane. I don't really need to explain anymore because it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it's great. I, all the the puns and the, the, you know, the, the literal humor, that sort of thing. I, we watched this. Yeah. The literal I, I wanted humor. to see, I keep wanting to say a little bit too young, but I think it might've been just the right time to really appreciate it because it's so, it's so zany that <laughs> it works on that level. Even if you don't get some of the other stuff that it's doing. Don't they, and don't they have the song staying alive by the Bee Gees? Yeah. Yes, they do. Gosh, I just, I love, I love disco music. <laughs> I love seventies music and, I feel like I listen to the Bee Gees a lot at work. Anyway, I need her to have a good appreciation for that. A hospital. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a million quotes in that one for uh, sure. Yeah. Does, does this, all I can think of is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all could see that she just did the, the, the fish mouth, the girl that uh, gets her IV pulled out. and she, yeah, oh, So gosh. good. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, great. I uh, love that one. All right. My number seven uh, comes under a, a category. I had a little more trouble with some of these categories, but okay. this one uh, cast a pretty wide net. I called it live action adventure. Okay. So I wanted to I wanted to move away from some of the animated adventure films to the ones that have real people in them. Um, and there's a lot of things I could have picked under this category. Um, and I tried to swerve from some of the really big ones and pick one that was, uh, that was impactful to me as a kid. And that is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that's From so 1989, good. Joe Johnston directed. I'll tell you, their size, that backyard is like 10 miles. Giant blades of grass, huge insects. It's a jungle out there. They're gonna hit right for the house. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, this one's a really fun one. That was a good. That's a good one. Uh, it's a real sense of I said the key, the key word is adventure. Uh, you know the idea because it is it's it's focuses on a bunch of kids mm -hmm. who you know become tiny by Rick Moranis's shrink ray mm -hmm. and then have to deal with things like you know being in a, a bowl of cereal where the Oreos are the you know, the Cheerios are the size of you know a raft or mm -hmm. and then of course the most uh memorable scene when they befriend a, an ant in the yard auntie and then the, he has to fight off a scorpion so those uh that that's just a really that's a really interesting uh cool movie i haven't seen it in ages but we watched it a lot when yeah, i was yeah i haven't seen it in so long 
Um, I think and it, it, was, it was a good idea, and it was so successful that it spawned a lot of really terrible sequels. Uh, this is like the opposite of the Toy Story se- oh, series. Yeah. Where the, the sequels are not any good, they but that bad. first movie is a lot of fun. So that, that's a, I think that's a good one for a uh, uh, yeah, kid. That is, that is a good one. Uh, let's see. All right, my next one, and this is just because I want her to be introduced to these um, these movies by this director. But fantastic, Mr. Fox. And summation, I think you just got to not do it, man. That's all. I understand what you're saying and your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. The cuss you are. The cuss am I? Are you cussing with me? No, you cussing with me. Don't cuss and point you're gonna me. You're going to cuss with somebody. You're, you're not going to cuss you're with me, you little cuss. You're going to cuss with me. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the tree. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Great one. Yeah. And <laughs> so what I did was I actually had the Robin Hood, the Fox one on my list, but I switched it for this Fox movie. You basically had a Fox category. <laughs> <laughs> because as you and um, everyone that knows me knows that I love foxes. Um, I mean, it started out with, I guess, my, my love for the Robin Hood fox. Maybe that's when it started. But um, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a really great movie um, by Wes Anderson. I mean, I I don't know if that's my, that wouldn't be my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I don't know what my favorite Wes Anderson movie would be. Maybe one day we'll do that series, that <laughs> yeah. marathon and we'll find out. Yeah, we need to find out. But it is really good and um, there's good voice actors in it. I mean, Looney, Streep, yeah. Murray. Gosh, so good. And then the foxes are just so cute. They are. I'm glad you picked that one because I wanted to have a stop motion animation on my list mm-hmm. and I didn't find room for one. So that's, that's a good. Uh... Yeah, she'll definitely watch some fox movies. Sorry, I'm probably my feet because they're, they're swollen no, right now. <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah. If it wouldn't it be interesting if uh, you went into labor on Mike and we had that. <gasps> Who's Mike? I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's a rejected airplane joke. (laughs) (laughs) I did think about that. I was like, what if my water broke or something while we were discussing Uh, forever, forever captured. Oh man, that'd be kind of crazy. It's not happening tonight. All right, your turn. All right. I've only got uh, three left. I'm on to my number eight. And this category I called fundamental fantasy. This is where I thought about all the major um, the major fantasy movies and franchises that, you know, kind of make up our collective consciousness. And uh, you can probably imagine what some of those would be. But uh, I had to go with the one that I think is the most important. Mm-hmm. And that is Star Wars, <gasps> 1977, George Lucas. On Solo, I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie here tells me you're looking for passage to the Alderaan system. Yes, indeed. If it's a fast ship. Fast ship? You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I've outrun Imperial starships, not the local bulk cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the big Carillion ships now. She's fast enough for you, old man. Yes. Uh, that is Star Wars. The name of the movie is Star Wars. It's not Star Wars A New Hope. 
that was added later. Um, this is the film that you know was released at that time. There was only one, and it was called Star Wars, and it starred uh, or it starred uh, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, and it was about a kid named Luke Skywalker who wait what know, battled the Galactic Empire. So uh, I don't, this I don't, is not Star Wars. I don't, I don't have to explain Star Wars Twenty One, but this was a big deal, obviously for for me as a kid. Uh, my parents showed us this on VHS. I think they borrowed it from a friend and, uh, we watched all the Star Wars movies over the course of, I'm not sure how long, but, um, you know, that was, it was about the right time to see them. I think around maybe age nine or 10, something mm-hmm. for me. And yeah, so, you know, I, I think that I would want, to, I would want her to see this before, certainly before any of the prequels. Oh or yeah. Like that. I think Definitely. getting the, getting the, the grounding in that uh, in that universe, uh, and, you know, making peace with some of the, you know, the, the practical effects and all that kind of stuff that's in it. Um, obviously rousing adventure that really holds up today. The first one shows its age a little bit in terms of like, it looks like it was made during the Mm seventies. I think empire and and Jedi, uh, are a little more timeless. Um, but I mean, again, I don't really have to I don't have to explain why I'm picking this one, but it's it's got to be Star Wars. Obviously. Yes. And she's got to be able to sort through the whole um, Luke and Leia being brother and sister thing like we all had to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a, ma- a fact of life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I don't have any designs on, you know, or becoming a, you know, a fanatical about it or anything. I just think it's part of the... That was part of the tapestry of pop girl culture and it still is. No, so yeah, you may as well sure. figure out where it all started. Yeah, no, she definitely needs to watch that. She also, which it's not, it's not on my list list, but I'll just say, I mean, she has to watch the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, that was a runner up in this. That's kind of what I considered uh, these fantasy series, you know, Mm -hmm. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think it's, I think if I were to choose out of a lot of those, I would rather her watch Star Wars than like, Harry Potter and all this because I would rather her read Harry Potter. Yeah, that's fair. Because I grew up reading it, obviously, and then the movies came out, but reading it so much better. As, but she is listening to it. She's been listening to a few books now. That's true. Yeah, she listening to the Goblet of Fire right now. Um, well, not right now because now she's listening to us podcasts. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have two more. Um, my second to last one is a movie that you watched for the first time. Oh. And it's a classic. Wait, wait. Can I guess? Yeah. Wait, wait. Are you, do you know it already? I'm just guessing. But do you do it? Or do you want me to give you any other? Do your build up. I was going to say, do you want me to give you any other hints? But no, you go ahead and guess. Is it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) It is. A gentleman's got a walking stick, a seaman's got a cap. And the merry men of Robin Hood, they used the quarterstaff. Cause I grew up watching that one and such great music and just, um, I don't know. It's such a great movie and it's about two kids and I don't know how old they are in it, but I think it's a great movie to watch as a kid. I mean, yeah, there are like, there's that scary part about the, 
<laughs> the guy who literally kidnaps kids. Um, you know, it's funny. I've seen so many people talking about how they were scared by the, what's the guy's name? What's his, or uh, his character? I can't remember. He's like a bandit or a <sighs> he, snatcher. He like the, yeah, like the 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 kids. I don't know, but he's, anyway. Apparently, that was a uh, a figure in a lot of people's childhoods. Uh, it you know, I, I didn't see it when I was young, so I don't. He know was it. he was very scary. That's probably why I have a fear of being like kidnapped or something. No, that's why. No, there's other reasons. I'm sure. <laughs> there's other reasons, but um, but no, that was that was a good one. What do you think about that being on my list? Because you saw it for the first time. No, it, it was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think that's a that, that's a fun one. There's a really fun song. It's got some, yeah, it's got some adventure elements, some fantasy elements. It's got mm-hmm. some uh, some good choreographed numbers, some dance numbers. It's long. It is very long. So like maybe they'd have to be older because their attention span is going to be very short but maybe maybe we'll hey that's one of my themes is trying to build attention span yeah there we go so we'll start with your movies and then we'll end on chitty chitty bang (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) all right all right two categories left and this one is one that you've already visited it is holiday classics because Uh everybody's got to have your holiday classic movies this was difficult Mm -hmm. to pick because there's a number that are real staples for sure there's so many but Ultimately, I had to go with It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. What is it you want, Mary? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Mary. I'll take it. Then what? Well, then you could swallow it and it all dissolves, see? And the moonbeams that shoot out of your fingers and your toes and the ends of your hair... Am I talking too much? Yes. From 1946, the Frank Capra film. This one, I put this near the end of my list in part because if you kind of take a cast a look back over this, the it's moving from like kind of animal protagonist to child protagonist, and now we're at a, a adult protagonist mm-hmm. who has adult problems. Mm-hmm. But this is this is in some ways like the most probably the most grown up movie on this list. Yeah. Um, because, you know, again, it, it's about a guy who's actually considering k- killing himself yeah. because he's down so deep in, in, in all of his, his problems. And so, uh, you know, it, it's obviously a, um, it's a great James Stewart performance. It's, um, you know, a classic for a reason. It, it's very, very emotional, but it's ultimately uplifting. And so that, you know, if, if there's a, if there's one that has a good message, it's this, which is, you know, you're, you're alive for a reason and people care about you and your life makes a difference and that sort of thing. So great movie. And I, I know I almost picked one that I know you don't, you don't like, which is a Christmas story, which I, I think I have, uh, definitely a good fondness for. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that film for various reasons, but I had to put it's a wonderful life above it because it's, it's a better film. I also don't, really like it's a wonderful life i mean i i like the the moral of it wow prim is eating her food um but <laughs> i think maybe i think it's like it's not overdone but also it's just like sad i don't know there's lots of emotions in it yeah, maybe it that's is. why i'm like it's but then emotional. i said i i like emotional movies but it's just like it's really deep but i do remember actually i do like the part where 
he's like, I can lasso them in. And she's like, in the bushes, why do I like that part? I don't know, because it's just weird. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's a good part. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the, 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 uh, but it is a good the, one that I think everybody Dance floor see. opens, everybody falls in the pool. Oh, yeah. That is such a good one. You know what? I feel like, doesn't that also happen in Greece? Or no, maybe that is the maybe that's the movie that that happens in. Anyway, anyway, that's an all timer. So yeah, and also one. That, and I, you know, I have some. I have some. I get this honestly from my family. This is like mom's one of her favorite mm-hmm. movies that she always showed us. And uh, but I, you know, I've I caught the bug. I developed a fondness for it myself. It's it is it is a good movie. Yeah. All right. Are you all right. ready? Yeah. One more. Ready for my last one. I'm ready. All right, do you remember how I said I, I sandwiched in or my list with the, these two types of movies? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a Christmas movie, which you just said a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to guess it? Oh, I, I'm, I'm afraid to guess. You're afraid? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of what it might be. Oh, no. Now I want to know what you're thinking. No, no. I, I, I think you better tell me because I'm just going gonna, gonna to stutter on Mike. Will you tell me? Will you tell me what you're thinking of when I say the? I don't, I don't think I, I don't think it's right. I think I, just, I had I had a I had a knee jerk, and then so you, you tell me what it is. So I added this one, just like recently, just like before we recorded this. Okay. Because <laughs> while I was looking up movies that kids should watch, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a good one because I well, it's another one we grew up watching, and also I just I know that. Um, there's a scene that mom really likes and she like almost wets her pants every time <laughs> that happens. Anyway, it's Home Alone. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. 1983. Okay. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and your sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Uh, I can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. Um, and also, it's it's just fun because, you know, it's about a kid and how he is surviving home alone. And, like, he, he can be a little, he's a little sassy. And then it's like, he really does miss his family. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's a clever movie and... Obviously, the first I like the first one better, but I know some people like Lost in New York. This is for you, Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but no, but the the like second and third movies they're not so bad either, right? I'm sorry. What isn't isn't the second and third Hummelin? How many Hummelins are there? There's a there's a bunch at this point, but uh, I don't think anybody thinks the third one's any good. What is the third one? I can't remember. Maybe it's just the second one that's good. I think that's the only one people really like. That's the only one that has Culkin in it. Oh, the only, the first two? Yeah. Oh, then yeah, not the third one. I don't know what I was thinking. It's not Toy Story, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm alone because it's hilarious and great. And uh, it would be another good uh, movie that we could make it a tradition. Yeah, that's a fun one. I had that on my runner-up for the holiday classic category. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I sandwiched in my, my holidays. All right, how you feeling? Good. I want to know what your tenth one is. Feeling good about your list. Yep. All right. So my last category is comedy, mm-hmm. and this is when I wanted. To, I put this last because I figured it's probably the most "quote unquote" grown up, even if it might be the most juvenile, uh, in the sense that you might want to be a little older before it's, it's appropriate. But the 
you know, and there's a lot of things I could have chosen here. And uh, I went with Money Python and the Holy Grail. You don't frighten us, English pig dogs. Go and boil your bottom, sons of a silly person. I'll blow my nose at you, so-called Arthur King. You and all your silly English niggas. What a strange person. No. Good, good, good. Nice. Again, probably not a movie that needs any kind of introduction. Uh, probably maybe as as quotable as Airplane. <laughs> yes. Probably more much. people were quoting it on the reg, mm. but this is one that my parents showed us uh, at some point during our our childhood and uh, it made an impression. This one in like <laughs> Spaceballs, I think. Is a, what about Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yeah, Robin Hood Men in Tights wasn't as good. He wasn't, but it was one of those that were. That one, yeah, well, AA came later and then, I don't know, I think it, if you're going to go to Mel Brooks, you got to go either Young Frankenstein or I would, maybe, maybe Spaceballs if they've already seen Star Wars. Yeah. But. Uh, Blazing Saddles obviously is for older yeah. audiences. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so I, you know, you got, I had to do something zany, something just like funny. And this was, there's such a history mm-hmm. with this one. Uh, and I felt, uh, I felt I couldn't, uh, I had to include something like this on the list. I'm glad you included yeah. it. That was a really good choice. All right. So that's our list. So let's do, hey, let's do a quick recap. So can you remind everybody what your, what your 10 were? Yeah. Um, so I had uh, Christmas Vacation, Aladdin, <clears throat> the Little Mermaid, Lion King, Remember the Titans, Toy Story, Airplane, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and Home Alone. All right, and on my list, I had The Kid from 1921, uh, The Adventures of Milo and Otis, Singing in the Rain, Ratatouille, An American Tale, Spirited Away, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Star Wars, It's a Wonderful Life, and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. These are really great lists, I think. So if, you're, if your child only watched those 20 movies, um, maybe they would, I don't know what I <laughs> I don't know. Be a fan of movies. Or, um, I hope so. So real quick, uh, because we both did long lists, did, was there anything that you wanted to put on your list that you didn't, couldn't find room for as kind of a runner-up? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just say them and I won't like, talk about it. I mean, I said the Harry Potter movies, um, but I also had written down... Uh, Matilda, Princess Bride, Robin Hood the Fox movie, um, Homeward Bound. Yep, I was on my list. Um, I was going to say that, but I mean, I also put like Jumanji. Oh, yeah, I didn't think that. Um, <laughs> Hot Rod, <laughs> <laughs> Monsters, Inc., Mean Girls, Ghostbusters, um, Dirty Dancing, Pride and Prejudice, A Knight's Tale. Yeah, so many. Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah, I really thought that was going to get on. Yeah. Young Frank. Oh, I said, did I say Young Frankenstein? Yeah. You mentioned it earlier. Um, did I say Ghostbusters? Yeah. Anyway, I think I went through these. I also put Pirates of the Caribbean and Jurassic Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, those are good. And I, I mean, Jurassic Park obviously is in the conversation. Uh, just, yeah. you know, we talked about it last time, so I, I didn't feel like I needed to include it. I feel like everybody would know that was going to be on my list. Yeah. But like some of those, I mean, like, she would need to be older for like Dirty Dancing or, I mean, you didn't even grow up watching it <laughs> yeah no i didn't um but i don't know I, those are just like some of my favorite movies or like movies that i watched and really liked 
mm-hmm. and it, I guess, made an impression, but yeah. not enough to like really put on the list. Cool group. Yeah. Which other ones? Or I know yours was longer than mine, but name a few. Well, as I mentioned, one that just almost made the list was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from yeah. 2005. That's, That's the best one of the modern C.S. Lewis retellings. And I think, obviously, that one has a great message. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's allegorical. Aslan is Jesus. and all that. Yeah. Uh, but it was really powerful, even when I saw it when I was, like, in college. Um, so for older kids that can deal with that. I think that's pretty good. That's a good one. That's be good conversations afterwards. Yeah. 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 And then the other one that I was, well, I mean, there's a bunch, but the one that other one that was like, I had it down to 12 and this one was on it. Cause I, cause I had a, um, another category, which was superhero mm-hmm. movies. Cause we didn't really talk about any of those. Yeah. And Oops. the, the, but the one that <laughs> I chose was Batman, the movie from 1966, which is the Adam West Batman. Huh? Um, that movie, if you've not seen it is hilarious. Have I? I feel like I, I feel like maybe I have. Is it in color? Or yes. Black? I feel like I might have. I don't know. It's got oh. Robin solving all these ridiculous riddles. It's got the shark repellent bat spray. Oh it's- yeah, I think we watched this when um, at the what was it? There's like nerd movies at the art museum. Not the art. No, the life and science museum. And we used to watch this, and Batman was one of them. And we actually went for—I think it was mine and Eric's birthday. Oh, really? And we had like Batman masks because they were showing that. Yeah, it's really funny though. Oh, it is. Wow. I was—I was so surprised when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh, they're watching this old Batman. It's just going to be whatever." But it's, yeah, it's like a full-on comedy. Yeah, it's hilarious. Wow, we should watch that again. Mm-hmm. A couple other things that I had on my honorable mentions that I did not feel like I needed to put on the actual list. Uh, a favorite from mine from childhood, Good Burger. Oh, yes. Uh, good. You know, something I didn't even think about, but what? which I might put on there would be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had already, you mentioned some like E.T., Princess Bride, uh, when oh, Walk in the Chocolate e. Factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other, I had a, a couple other ideas under the Golden Age of Hollywood. Duck Soup was one I wanted to put on. It's Marx Brothers. I huh. felt like Marx Brothers deserved a spot on this list. Duck Soup. Um, and then some other uh, like classics like um, the you know, maybe the wizard of Oz or, mm-hmm. you know, um, it happened one night, my man, Godfrey, a couple of those I wanted to, and I, I couldn't find the best Hitchcock. I wanted to, you know, that's like a, uh, that's a, a gateway into older film for some people, but mm-hmm. maybe, you know what, if she follows my recommendations here, she won't need Hitchcock to get her into older film because she will have already seen Chaplin and singer in the rain and some other ones. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope, let's hope that she can love movies as much as you and I. Hey, well, I feel pretty good about this, huh? Yeah, I like those lists. That was fun. I feel like we're not totally, I feel like we're not going to have too many uh, parenting squabbles over uh, entertainment from, at least from this vantage point. No, I don't think so. I think we're pretty good. I think we're going to give her a good movie-cation, a movie education. All right, Amanda, it was great doing this one episode with you, most likely the last one that we're going to do before uh, before our child is here. Mm-hmm. And then we can you know, fire up the Blu-ray player and do this list. And watch, watch Frozen several times. <laughs> yeah, 700 times. 700 yeah. times, yeah. Um, yeah, I know this was fun. Hopefully, hopefully you guys will get to hear another podcast from us post-baby. Who knows when that will be? Yeah, or we'll be, we'll do it again. Maybe... Actually, it might be better for the audience if we're doing it in 15-minute snippets because that's as long as we can stay awake. But <laughs> Yeah, or we won't have a baby crying in the background, huh? Yeah, that would, that would kind of mess up the production value. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you. Uh, tell us what you think about our list. Tell us if you have your own 
if there's a movie that you're like, man, this is a movie that I really want to watch with uh, my kids, or if you've already done it, uh, you know, if you showed one of your favorites to your child, tell us how it went. Did they like? In what age they, they were? It? Yeah, because I'm interested be to see inter- yeah. how that actually played out in the real world. Yeah, we uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Scenes from a Marriage. That's S E E N Scenes. We are also send us an email. You know. Uh, podcast at scenesfromamirrors.com. We would we would jump for joy if we got an email. So yeah, that would be fun. Shoot that in. Tell Slide us about into your, our DMs. Uh, your um, the childhood movies you recommend. Maybe we missed one. Seems unlikely, but <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty thorough. <laughs> we were really thorough. Those build ups, though. All right. Well, until next time. Hopefully, a little baby will be coming soon. But she did not arrive while we were recording. So. Yeah, next time, the uh, this is the end of Scenes from a Marriage. The next uh, podcast will be Scenes from a Family. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes from a Family. I like it. <laughs> Thank you and good night.